We just don't know. We don't know when somebody gives thousands of dollars to a political candidate or an office holder just how much influence that buys because, well, they don't have to disclose the donors in many cases if it is a certain kind of PAC or nonprofit. And that has been uh, laid out large by our good friend Craig Mauger, who nobody digs into financial disclosure forms better than Craig, uh, that this Whitmer Align nonprofit raised $13 million last year on her behalf, all of it from secret donors. We don't know what their motivations are. We don't know what they might have gotten in return because there's no way to connect the dots. Craig joins us live this morning, the state politics reporter for the Detroit News. Good morning. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy Friday. Yeah, how did you come uh, into possession of this information? Was this, I mean, if they don't have to disclose it, how do we learn about it? Well, they have to file a tax filing at some point every year that describes at least in generality how much money they raised and kind of in very broad terms what they spent it on. It doesn't have to say who the donors are. And basically, the Whitmer team, the people who run this nonprofit called Road to Michigan's Future, waited until the very last possible minute. They got the longest extensions that they could, and they filed this document. It's dated November 15th, which is the last day they could have submitted it to the IRS. I knew that they were going to wait until the last day because they had basically told me that. And as soon as November 15 hit, I asked them, you got to hand over this document now. And, and they did. So that's how we got the information. Um, uh, Craig, as you know, the, the, the Democrats were really giving uh, former uh, uh, Governor Rick Snyder a bad time about his nerd fund. It raised, what, $1.3 million. This was raised 10 times as much. You know, why not the, the, the outrage now if you are so concerned about the Snyder's fund? You know, it's a great question, and, and there is definitely uh, clear hypocrisy going on here from, from both sides of the aisle on these issues. I mean, both sides, when they're in power, try to use all the tools that they have at their disposal to win elections. I think that's what Governor Whitmer and the Democrats are doing here. But you've got to ask yourself, you know, why do the comments that they made about Governor Snyder's nerd fund, another fund that raised money in secret, not apply to what Governor Whitmer is doing? Governor Whitmer's Road to Michigan's Future raised $13 million from donors who we generally don't know who they are. There was a donor, we can tell from the tax form, that gave $1.2 million individually. There were two donors that each gave a million dollars. So there is some interest group, company, organization out there that gave a million dollars to help Governor Whitmer. And we, um, the public, the voters, have no idea who that person is. We have no idea what policies the governor might have uh, promoted or signed into law that could affect the person or entity that gave a million dollars. I mean, this is the kind of risk of, of corruption that, that, that exists. And, and it's hard to vet how they're using these accounts because we don't have any information about them. Craig, for background, the Senate rejected an amendment to the bills that would have forced lawmakers to report on a nonprofit organization for which they serve as officers. And then on the other side, the House rejected an amendment that would have required reporting on trips and gifts funded by their own nonprofits. So if they would have done more with this bill, we would have known more about Road to Michigan's future and who these people are, would we not? Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, and that's the thing that I think people should really take note of here. There was an active debate going on in Lansing over the last couple months about whether these financial disclosure forms that voters said, voters said, you got to enact a financial disclosure policy for them, for yourselves. You got to do it. You got to do it by the end of December 2023. 
the question was, are they going to include in these disclosure forms that cover their personal assets and their uh, income, are they going to include these nonprofit organizations that they are tied to, that they run, that they benefit from? Are they going to include trips that those nonprofits pay for, meals that those nonprofits pay for, gifts to themselves that those nonprofits pay for? Are they going to include any of that in the disclosure form? The majority in the legislature in both the House and Senate included nothing about these nonprofit organizations in the disclosure form. And then a few days later, Governor Whitmer's team files this nonprofit that shows she raised $13 million through one of these. It's hard to tell what it was all spent on. And, you know, we're, we're basically going to not know more about this into the future. Yeah, there's, there's a tendency, I think, when folks hear stories like this, uh, Craig, to say, well, they all do it. Doesn't affect me. Well, you know what? In, in a situation like this, let's say that the folks that were contributing the millions to Road to Michigan's future were windmill providers or solar array companies that were trying to influence the governor. Now mm-hmm. they've got a policy that says, well, uh, whether you oppose this locally or not doesn't matter. We're going to steamroll these renewable projects. So it can it can have a corrosive influence that you just don't see. You don't know about it, but it can cost you money. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And we've also seen the governor and the Democrats in control of the state legislature advance policies that are focused on handing out large amounts of economic development incentives to private companies to bring projects here. Did one of these companies that got a direct deal with the Whitmer administration to bring a project here, did one of them give to these accounts? I mean, we'll never know. But there are direct relationships and power that the governor has to influence what happens in the business arena in the state, what happens in the political arena in the state. And it's unique power that others don't have. And here here you have it, um, you know, millions upon millions of dollars of anonymous money. I should note on Snyder quickly, he had this nerd fund that was raising, you know, a much smaller amount of money in secret for a few years. There was a massive public outcry against this secret fundraising. And eventually he shut it down and started a nonprofit that disclosed its donors. He continued to raise money through a nonprofit, but he voluntarily listed who the donors were. So he recognized at some point that what he was doing was wrong and tried to correct it. Uh, Craig, um, I want to ask you about Speaker Tate. He talked about some of his priorities when they come back uh, next year, and I know one of them was the uh, the mayor's uh, land tax uh, deal, and also uh, there were some other items. Your thoughts on uh, some of the priorities that Speaker Tate has uh, coming back next year. And how they get it done with a 54-54 split. That's the big deal. You know, that's the question that's going to loom over everything that happens in Lansing. In the past, we all can go back a couple of years. We had Governor Whitmer, a Democrat, in the governor's office, and we had Republicans in control of both chambers of the legislature, and they did manage to get a lot of things done. The question now is, can this new form of state government over the next, you know, potentially five to seven months until these seats that the Democrats have previously held are filled, can they manage to get things done? We're going to have a Democrat-controlled Senate. We're going to have a 54-54 tie in the House, and, and essentially any bill that is going to go through will have to have a Republican vote and support for some amount of time next year. Are the Republicans going to come to the table and negotiate and try try to help Democrats accomplish things? Or are they going to sit, not play ball and sit back and try to block all the bills that come forward? It's going to be the thing to watch. I, I just one little tidbit got me in your article here. You said that um, the, the phone number 
for Road to Michigan's Future uses the same phone number as Whitmer's campaign committee. You do some real digging in your articles. I think it's great. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, there's no doubt about it that this nonprofit is is incredibly closely tied uh, to the Whitmer re-election campaign. It's essentially part of the Whitmer re-election campaign. I mean, the, the chief strategist for the Whitmer campaign, Amanda Stitt, was listed as the strategist and fundraiser for this nonprofit. How can they not be working together when the strategist is in control of both entities? No shortage of frustration on the part of of, uh, Republican lawmakers that the legislature was shut down early, Craig. It has resurrected talk of a part-time legislature. What We are one of only four states in the nation, is it, that that still has a full-time legislature? Um, Could this thing gain some traction with all the frustration with the early exit? I mean, in in the legislature itself, I highly doubt it. Is it possible that someone could run some type of initiative to try to create a part-time legislature? You know, that that could happen. But, I mean, this, this full-time legislature has become so ingrained in how Lansing operates. I mean, you have an entire lobbying industry that's based around these lawmakers being there pretty much throughout the year. You have staff and interest groups that are based around this. It's hard to imagine that they would somehow acquiesce to, to having the legislature only there a few months a year. Although it does happen in a lot of other states and it does seem to work in other states. All right. Well, uh, as I said, no shortage of frustration. Hopefully you can take a, a, take it easy for a little little bit with them hitting the exits early. But I know yeah, there's... Uh, enjoy Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> but I know with, with, with Dan... That. <laughs> Dan Kilby's departure. There's going to be a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, you know uh, speculation around that as well, and uh, we'll uh, we'll look forward to future discussions before the end of the year. Take care. Hey, thank you. All right, take care, Craig Martin, state politics reporter for the Detroit News. When we come back, it's a, going to be a wonderful night. The Hob Nobble Gobble, uh, really kicking off America's Thanksgiving parade here on the Friday before the big event on Thanksgiving. Of course, all of it presented by Gardner White. We're going to have a check-in with the president of the Ford Fund and Tony Michaels next on JR Morning.